This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. They're here. Fresh, locally grown Ontario greenhouse tomatoes, cucumbers, and peppers are in stores now. Brought to you by the Ontario Greenhouse Vegetable Growers and Foodland Ontario. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And, of course, the under-under gardener, or as I prefer to call it, the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor. Nice to have you about. Happy Easter, one and all. Happy Passover. Oh, my. You're just getting everything I'm, in right away. I'm getting it all covered. <laughs> I'm getting it covered in one fell swoop. Well, so, you know, I don't think we should call you the under-under gardener anymore. Because you no. told me you're doing really well with that plant, that medanilla I gave you. Oh, my God. My, my wife, I give credit to her because she remembers, you know, that... To test it to water it, and then, but I lift the thing and put it in the sink, and you know, let it soak for ten minutes, yeah. and and it just sops up the water. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was telling you just before showtime, it the color in that thing is absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful pink flower, and, yeah. And the leaves are really leathery. It's a very oh, distinctive, yeah. uh, very you know, tough uh, kind mm-hmm, of a leaf. Mm-hmm. But you're doing a good job with it. I mean, it's been a month already. I know. We haven't killed it. There you go. Uh, so maybe we, you should graduate up to just under gardener. Okay. Uh, I've made As it to the to level. Under, okay. under. <laughs> Thank you very much. That is the voice of the queen of the delphiniums right here at AM740, Charlie Dobbin. Now, if you'd like to call in and ask a question or indeed give us a little bit of advice about something you've been doing that has been successful, uh, by all means, pass it along. And here are the numbers. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, one 1- Eight six six seven forty four seven forty, and our little mantra is, and I am Patrolman Proctor, so we monitor this, you know. Uh, call early, call often. One call. One, one question. One question per call. That's it. Yeah. It's funny. I have a couple uh, an email that I'll get to later uh, from somebody. She sent two different emails with two different questions. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Sneak it in any way you can, right? Uh, Okay, a couple of announcements. Today, the Ottawa Orchid Society's 32nd annual show and sale. It is all weekend featuring international orchid breeders, magnificent orchid displays, thousands of orchid flowers, and outstanding orchid artwork. So if you're into Mm. orchids, that's the place to be. Uh, Today, it's open to the public noon to 5, and tomorrow, it's also open 9 to 5. www.ottawaorchidsociety.com. Coming up mm, very shortly is uh, Earth Day. 
So every April the 22nd, Earth Day, it's the largest, most celebrated environmental event worldwide. More than 6 million Canadians join 1 billion people in over 170 countries uh, in staging events and projects to address local environmental issues. Nearly every school child in Canada takes part in an Earth Day activity. Did you know that? So, of no, course, I didn't, <laughs> Toronto Botanical Gardens is celebrating family celebration for Earth Day. Of course, mm-hmm. that's today from noon till 4 p.m. Guided hikes, nature activities and crafts with discoverability and planting in the teaching garden. Free, of course, no registration required. So get outside into some of that beautiful sunshine today. At Soak the up Toronto, that vitamin D. Toronto Botanical yeah. Gardens, exactly. Get some natural vitamin D. Forget all those, you know, pills we were taking all winter. Um, and then the African Violet Convention is at the Weston Prince Hotel this coming Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, which is 900 York Mills Road in Toronto. It's open to the public on Friday and on Saturday. And uh, you can check their website, www.tavs, stands for Toronto African Violet Society.ca for more information. Okay, so I do have, oh, you know what? Orchids. What did I do with it? Somewhere I have Uh-oh. a, Orchids. somewhere, yes. oh, yes. I got a question. Okay, remember we had a guest named Terry on the show. She's um, like knows er- Terry Kennedy. She knows everything about orchids. Oh yes, remember yes. she was amazing. So some people called in and we we didn't let her get off the line. That's we kept right. yeah. we kept her right till ten o'clock because she's just was a font of knowledge. So I got an email from somebody and I thought, you know what, I'm going to just shoot this email off to Terry because she knows everything. Right. And <clears throat> the question was from. A woman named Diem, and she was uh, wondering about uh, an orchid that this one stalk died and the leaves continue to grow. And now it's quite a healthy looking plant. But of course, then she got a stalk, which then a little plant ended up growing on the end of the stalk, not a flower. And, you know, there's little tiny baby plants. There is a name for it, which Terry tells me. Uh, the little plant that comes off of the mother plant is called a kiki, which, which is Hawaiian for baby. So it's a little baby ah. uh, orchid growing on the end of a stalk. So uh, Terry's suggestion is you can leave it on the mother plant and it will bloom at a very small stage or it will probably do better cut off and potted in its own pot of sphagnum moss. Uh, The stem should be cut just below where the kiki is growing uh, once it has a couple of leaves and some roots. And of course, the other thing was, um, the question was, how do I get this orchid to bloom? Mm-hmm. And the, the person, DM, who had written the email said she put it in the dark basement and thought that was somehow going to make it bloom. And I was going, oh, I don't think so. <laughs> and so Terry says, that's correct. They Phalaenopsis, or that particular orchid, does not need dark to bloom. It's the cool nights that initiate uh-huh. blooming. Right. So you can do that at any time of year. Just might, um, might just recognize if you can cool down mm-hmm. your orchids at night, uh, as opposed to you know being right by a hot furnace, then they're more likely to bloom and keep blooming. All right. Also, a bloom booster fertilizer may help as well. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, yes. Alrighty. You know we've got a number of uh, callers online already. Well, of course. However, it's, it's spring, baby. Yeah, and because it's spring, we must spring into action. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, the arms are going out, doing a little exercise this year. I know. I'm, I'm. You know what I'm going to do? Work I'm going to do, do <clears throat> fake push-ups. I'm warming I'm warming up to things here. My fake push ups. And of course, oh, why is down. Frank doing fake oh, push ups? And he's smiling while he's doing yes. them. And of course that's because both Frank and I have been taking our Sierra Sill and we find that it allows us to be active and pain free. It's a completely natural mineral supplement that somehow makes joints 
work better and takes away aches and pains that can often happen in joints as we're trying to be active out in our gardens. And, and there's a reason for that joint 14 number, too. That's right. So the phone number is one eight seven seven joint 14 And, of course, the 14 is because most people will feel better within 14 days of taking this. If you don't feel better, it is a guaranteed money back. For more information, sierrasill.ca or you can pick up Sierra Sill at many health food stores, including Essence of Life in Kensington Market in Chinatown. S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And we're uh, ready to have the callers have a chat with Charlie and see what's going on in their garden. Uh, Marita calling in from Guelph, first of all. Good morning, Marita. Good morning to you, and good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Marita. I called early. We <laughs> talked last week, and I had two questions, but I'm only allowed one. So here's the other one. I have several yucca plants. Two of them are Adam's Needle. Mm-hmm. They seem to have survived the winter. The leaves look a little ratty. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Adam's needle had beautiful flowers on it last year, and now I've got this huge, long, mm-hmm. thick dead stem in the middle, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether to cut it off mm-hmm. or leave it or what to do or plant to take the seed pods off. Hmm. Well, you know what? Unless you want an awful lot more yuccas in your garden, I would just cut the whole stalk off as low to the ground as you can. Typically, after a yucca blooms, the mother plant will pass away and little baby plants will start to grow. But but don't force that process. I would just take out the stalk, the fl- dead flower stalk, let that the plant grow. And <clears throat> one way or the other, you're either going to have new babies or that main one will stay alive. But uh, but yeah, you d- it, the rule of thumb is once flowers are passed, whether it's perennial plants or shrubs or in this case an evergreen. Past flowers and past flower stems are removed. Oh, so I could have cut that back last year already after it flowered. Once it finished flowering, yep. Oh, I yeah. just left it because I didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> That's right. can, can you take the seed pods or take the seeds out and plant them in a pot? You could. Keep in mind, though, for the seeds to germinate and the plants to grow will take a, um, a number of months, if not years, to actually get back to a flowering plant. Or could you? Can I put them in the ground? Um, you, yeah, you can. I mean, like I said, if you want more yuccas... Yeah, you, I wouldn't mind. Well, there you go. You could certainly grow but from I those seeds. But I should cut, uh, and I just use a lopper? Like, it's yeah. a fairly thick stem. Exactly. It is a big, the big thick stem, and that's the advantage of leaving it over the winter. It will cut more easily now than it would have last fall, because it's a bit more dried out. And and how far from the ground should I cut it, like, into the plant? Yeah, right down as far as you can go. Oh, just as far as I can go down? Yep. Okay, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for the phone call. Okay, Marita. Thank you, our first caller. And I, pardon me, neglected to mention, when you do call in, the voice that you hear, first of all, will be that of James Patrick Dooley. And uh, he is wearing his professor's gown today because he's <laughs> his frock. he's busy. Yeah, he's busy teaching uh, 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 Damien, I believe it was. Yes. Is that, am I correct? Right. Uh, the whole uh, board system there, all the operating tools and so forth. And 
he is also in charge of the wind chimes, which takes the place of my bell. Someone has stolen my bell. Uh, just don't point fingers at anybody. Well, you never no, know. but I, I think it's absolutely true. Uh, and so we're using the bell wind is chimes. missing. It's gone. It went walking somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> so chimes for for first time callers as a way of giving them their wings. Exactly. And this is what's hap- going to happen right now because Jerry is online from Toronto and. Jerry, first-time caller. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good. There, you, there are your chimes. Can you hear them again? There. Good morning. Welcome, yeah, Jerry. Something in the background there. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I, I have a plant. Now, I, it's a fern. I've had this fern for a number of years. It was mm-hmm. given to me as a gift. And the best way of describing it, it looks like a millipede. It's long, long branches, mm-hmm. and it looks like a millipede. It's like a bunch of branches attached to a little string. But anyhow, what's happening is these little branches are falling off. They're, they're, they're becoming stripped bare mm-hmm. until all you have left is that little, little string, mm-hmm. you know, where they were all hanging on to. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, that string is still green. Now, I don't know what's... I've been looking at this plant religiously for the last many years. Yeah. I've, I've changed nothing. I water regularly. I've just started fertilizing it again. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on with the thing? Like, I'm really hoping I don't lose it. It's, I'm trying to envision what plant it is that you might have. So picture a millipede. Yeah, exactly. I am. And it's a, it's a long string, which is about, my God, two feet, three feet long. And it's like, it's like it just hangs on a little itsy-bitsy wire string. Huh. Wow. But it looks like a, a millipede. Odd. It's not, yeah, okay, you know what I'm just flashing on as rabbit's foot ferns because they, uh, they have like a furry roots. And then you're right, the little uh, sprouts of... of uh, you know, branches and stuff come off those furry little roots. Those so what's going roots, they're, they're on? Long, thin branches like wires. Yeah. So you're wondering what's going on. Now, nothing's changed. You haven't moved it. Uh, I haven't moved it. I haven't touched it. I haven't yelled at it. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was like washing the windows and sprayed Windex on it by mistake or something no, like that. No, yeah. nothing like that yeah. at all. Uh-huh. And the thing is, when all the leaves fall off, mm. the little stem, the little uh, stem that you have there is, mm. is still green. Huh. Right, what is leaving behind is still green. It's still green, that's right. Mm. And it's just a little, many, many little wire-type stem, you know? Mm. So you know what you should do? Two things. One is send me a photograph if you can. Okay. So take a picture, and I'm going to give you my email address, and you can send me a picture just so I can be clear on what this might be. Okay. But, okay, so it's, when, when you haven't changed the conditions for a plant, it's a bit unusual for it to suddenly, particularly at this time of year, drop a lot of, of foliage. Now, it might just be a seasonal thing that it's, it's saying, okay, you know, got to burst it with some new growth, buy to the old growth, because that's normal. Plants do drop older, mature uh, leaves, fronds, whatever the case may be, in in preparation for new growth. So I wouldn't do anything too radical right now. I think I would recommend don't hesitate to mist it. So, you know, get that little mister out. I've never misted it since I've had it. Yeah. Um, ferns in general like a high humidity. So anything you can do to increase humidity is a good thing. Um, otherwise, I would, yeah, send me a picture would be my okay. suggestion. Okay. Are you email? Yep. You got a pencil? Yeah, I got my brush, yep. All right. So it's my first initial C. Yep. Dot. Yep. My last name, Dobbin. D-O-B-B-I-N. D-B-I-N. C dot Dobbin at that. M-Z Media. M-Z Media. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. So C dot Dobbin at M-Z Media dot com. 
Send me yeah, a picture. A picture of it, and I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you, Charlie. All right, perfect. That's because, great. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, well, I'll be able to uh, report back more information. Thanks for coming for your time. Thanks, okay, Jerry. Okay, thank you, Jerry. Take, First time day. caller. That's nice. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're, we're getting very busy here. My gosh. Well, oh, look we, at what a gorgeous day it is. Yeah, and we've got to kind of take a break right now. Okay. Because, uh, well, you talked so long. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't paying attention to the time. Okay. It is 9.23, by the way, and you're listening to The Garden Show here at AM740, Zoomer Radio. And Rita, you're next after these words. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM740. And sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, saying good morning to Rita in Richmond Hill. Welcome to the show, Rita. Good morning. Morning. Happy Easter, James and Charlie and Frank. Uh, there oh, there you go. Thanks, Rita. You too. I need some help. You know how at Easter we get the little baby daffodils and hyacinths and tulips in the little bowl and our little pots? Mm-hmm. Now, my little baby daffodils now are dying off. Mm-hmm. They're going uh, yellow mm-hmm. on the leaves. Okay. Now, do I water them, put them away, cut off? Can I plant them in the garden? The whole works. Okay, Charlie. great question. Because you're right. This is the time of year where we get potted bulbs given to us or we buy them. We use them for decorations outside, inside the home. Once the flowers are finished, with your scissors, cut off the flowers. Leave all the greenery uh, as green. Water only as required. So no, none of this sort of watering by the calendar. Water when the pot gets dry. Keep it in a sunny location. It'll take four to six weeks. The, the green leaves will slowly but surely turn yellow. So that is the bulbs just naturally going dormant again. So let that whole process happen. It's a bit too early to be out digging holes in our garden yet. Uh, it's still pretty damp and might even still be some frost in the ground. I haven't tried, but, you know, I know the top few inches is, is thawed but I don't know how far down the, the ground is truly thawed. So just allow those bulbs to do their thing. Once they've dried right down, of course, you'll stop watering entirely once they're completely yellow. And then just put them away. Um, you can put them in the garage. You just put them somewhere where it's dark and dry. Let them be. And then you can plant them out in the garden anytime you want to, either later this spring or this summer or this fall. But you've got to get them into the garden at some point before winter in order for them to come up in your garden next spring. Thank you so, so much. Okay. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank You're you. very welcome. Bye-bye. And a happy Easter weekend to you. Uh, yeah. Let's see. We have Eva on the line now from Mississauga. Good morning, Eva. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call, and happy Easter to both of you. Thank you very much. I have a problem with my hibiscus plant. Mm-hmm. It's flowering beautifully. It's a double hibiscus, mm-hmm. but there's hardly any leaves on it, and there's oh. some sticky um, stuff at the back of the leaves. Mm. So, if you look at closely at those leaves, do you see anything flying around, any little white uh, flying insects? Uh, no, no, I don't, but I do have those sticky papers around there. Right, and those sticky papers work really well when we have flying insects. That's why I wondered if you had mm-hmm. anything flying around. I haven't seen around. any. All right, now, when you look... Excuse me, at the stems, because you said there aren't too many leaves left, or you look at the leaves of the hibiscus, do you see any kind of bumps or, or gnarly bits of unexpected bumpiness on the stems or the leaves? I haven't noticed. I'll have to take a closer look. Okay, because whenever we have sticky residue on a plant, we have to right away 
jump to the conclusion that there is an insect on that plant that's leaving holes in the leaves when the little insect moves on. It leaves little holes behind, and nectar or juice from the plant drips out those holes. Oh, yeah, no, these aren't holes you would see. These are microscopic holes that the little mouth parts of the insects leave behind. So there's a cup, there's a scale insects do that, mealybug does that, aphids do that. They all will insert their mouth parts into the leaf, and then as they move along, nectar drips out of those holes. And you don't necessarily, like I say, see the holes, but you can see the insects if you look really closely. So what can they do to increase the... the is, is, it a re- on the plant. is it a really big plant? Like, can you pick it up and say, take it into the bathroom, put it in the bathtub? Yes, I can. Okay, so I would do that. Then I would get a hold of an insecticide that will be, well, you can either go with a soap solution, like safer soap, or you can mix up your own soap solution, not detergent, but soap, 40 parts water to one part soap. Or, like I said, or you can buy a soapy solution, proper, you know, insecticidal soap. Or um, there's also just an all-purpose insecticide that's pyrethrin-based. And there's, it, it's what you, the only kind of real insecticide you're finding out there in any of the garden centers or the home stores. And follow the instructions, spray the plant thoroughly. And the reason you put it in the bathroom is because when you're spraying, there's going to be overspray. So better to spray you know, on, where you can wash it off in the bathtub than to do it in the living room or whatever. Because you want, want to really, really drench this plant. You want it to be just dripping with the insect aside, let it sit, you know, let the insecticide sit there till it dries, then a nice clean water wash, and then back into your sunny location. And I think you'll find that once the, a little bit, you may need to do some cutting back, a little trimming, but you know, you don't want to cut off the buds and blooms. So so when there is a tip with no buds on it, just cut that back a half an inch or an inch, and you'll find that you'll force out some more leaves that way. But you've got to eliminate the the insects first. No point in putting any fertilizer now. Uh, you will ultimately do some fertilizing, but first, like I said, get rid of the, ins- the insects yeah. first. Okay. Thank okay. you so much for your help. Thanks for your call. Thank you, Eva. Good luck with all of that. And uh, once again, a little reminder that maybe the first time uh, you're uh, listening to AM740 here in Toronto at the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And uh, it's The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. To reach us in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. Anywhere else in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We're about to hear those wind chimes again. Let's ring them on. Oh, beautiful. And nice welcome to Mark in Wyoming. Calling first timer. Hi, Mark. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. How are you guys this morning? Great, thank You're you. Great. Good Looking morning. Looking forward to being out to listen to you guys sitting out in the backyard, but not quite yet. <laughs> not yet, no. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> I just want to ask about my roses. Mm-hmm. Um, just wondering if I could uh, spray them yet with dormant spray. I was hoping to do that today. You're right. The window is there. What's our what's your um, projected low for tonight? Uh, it's supposed to go down to plus two overnight tonight. Okay, so you, we're almost there. I mean, you could potentially spray them today. Optimal conditions for spraying the dormant spray, which is the horticultural oil mixed with the lime sulfur and then also mixed with some water, is temperatures above zero for at least 24 hours, which is what you've got going on there. Okay. No rain in the forecast and uh, no wind, okay. just because we don't really like spraying in the wind. Yeah. Uh, because you'll be, you know, eating that spray. The... Um, 
It'd be nice if it was just a little bit warmer, but you know, it's you know, it's one of those things. You, you, it's really optimally should be sort of five degrees and higher. Okay. Uh, so going down to two is is a little bit cold, but uh, you know, you're probably fine. Right. Have okay. you hilled? You've taken away your hills from your roses? Yeah, or? I just did that yesterday. Okay. And the thing I got thinking about because there is a couple of my roses with little tiny leaves are just popping on them. Really? Yep. Just, oh, you must uh, be in a warm. Ones that were in pots, and so maybe they're just a little okay. warmer. Yep, yep. So, and the other thing is, if you're going to do, like, do your pruning before you do your spraying. Yes. okay, I did okay. that yesterday. Okay, good. And so spray, and then next week, fertilize. Okay. Roses love to be fertilized. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yep, thank you. Thanks for your call, Mark. Okay, welcome uh, to the show there, Mark. First time caller, nice. Yeah. All righty, uh, and... Uh, Oxbridge is a neat little town. Uh, Diane and I, when we were first married, uh, had a, a bought a house in, well, it's just no- north of Goodwood. And Goodwood is halfway between Stouffville and Uxbridge. So we had occasion many times to drive into Uxbridge. Uh, and Grace, do you live <laughs> right in the town of Uxbridge? Or... Hello, Grace. Yes. Yeah. Good morning. Do you live right in, in, in Uxbridge itself or on the... I live right in the, in the town. Well, that's great. It's a great little spot. It is a nice town. It's a lovely little town. Yeah. Welcome and to the show. And a happy Easter to you on this beautiful day. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, yeah. I have a Norfolk pine. Mm-hmm. It's about, uh, oh, I think 12 or 13 years old. Wow. It's about two and a half feet tall. And last week, I lost the bottom branch from it. And I just noticed that there's another branch... Uh, close to the bottom, turning yellow, and I expect it'll it'll go too. Now I've never repotted this this plant, and I'm wondering if I should and what kind of soil I should put in it. Actually, I think that's probably a really good suggestion on your part. Twelve years in the same pot is going to be it means there's not a lot of good nutrient or any at all left in that potting soil. No, I realize and, that. And to lose the lower branches is obviously the older branches, yes. so that makes sense. That you know, uh, so you, you are. You, Probably you're going to want a bigger pot. Yes. Keeping in mind that a bigger pot is going to lead to a bigger plant. So yes. hopefully you've got room for that. Now, you're only going to go up to a 2-inch pot size. So say it's in an 8-inch pot now, you'll go to a 10-inch pot. Okay. Or if it's in a 10-inch, you'll go to a 12-inch. Okay. So nothing too dramatic. And all you really need is just a good quality potting soil. They do have, yep. They have specialty. It'll might even say soilless mix, but there's a you know there's specialty soilless mixes for African violets, for cactuses, as obviously for orchids. There's a special blend that we use of non-potting soils, but still every there's sometimes that sort of thing going on. But a tropical Norfolk Island pine is just a just an all-purpose soilless mix into a pot, obviously with drainage holes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and what about uh, fertilizer? Well, once you've done the repotting, I mean, you're going to take it out of the pot. You're going to clean off with, just with your fingers, you know, some of that old soil. You're going to examine the roots, make sure that there's no, you know, bad smelling or dead looking roots. You'll trim as required. If the roots are all in a spiral and it looks like they're, it's choking itself, you'll open those roots up a bit, just gently. And then into the fresh soil, a thorough watering. Give it a full week after that before you fertilize. Okay. And then and a lot of times these uh, soilless mixes come even with a bit of a nutrient charge. Uh-huh. So read the bag, see what it says about uh, what's going on in that so- in the in the soilless mix or the potting soil. But uh, yeah, a thorough watering and we do start consistently fertilizing all of our house plants in the spring and through the summer, stopping all fertilizer by the end of August. Okay. Now is 2020 20, 20, all right? Perfect. Okay. Okay. 
fine. Thanks hey, that was so a good much. guess. Good stuff. <laughs> good for you. Okay, good thanks for uh, joining us here on the uh, Garden Show, Grace. And we're going to take a little trip now. We'll bop along to Brampton and say hi to Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Uh, question again about my amaryllis, mm-hmm. which is now starting to go dormant. Mm-hmm. You know, those strap leaves are getting yellow. Uh-huh. I'm looking at the pot. Not much soil in there. Is it? Is it too late to top it up with new soil or just leave, let it go naturally? I would leave it alone. Amaryllis are an interest. I mean, that's that big monster bulb. Oh, yeah. And when we plant them into, they always go into a pot that seems way too small, and they're always potted so that a full third of the bulb is up out of the soil. Which is exactly how it is. Yeah. So it's, um, and that's because all the energy for that plant to grow comes from within the bulb. Mm-hmm. The only reason that pot and that soil is there is just to basically hold the bulb up. Oh, really? Really? You know, it's, mm-hmm. and provides a little bit of a, a medium so that some moisture can be made available. But it's uh, it's all about what's going on inside the bulb. So, yes, don't do any repotting or anything. Just let it go naturally dormant and then just put it away someplace dark and dry and cool. It doesn't have to be cold, but cool. And we'll bring it out again at the end of the summer. But leave it in the same soil it's been in the same soil the same pot for like two and a half years now um if you really want to repot it you can but i would be doing that repotting when i take it out of its dark cool location okay. when you're waking it all up at in, the o- end. in october yeah okay and just as a sideline my christmas cactus mm-hmm. It's still blooming. Excellent. <laughs> it hasn't looked at the calendar, obviously. No, it's it's but you know what it is? I got three different plants in there, so I got three different blooming times. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. I know only one question per person. Uh, no, I know. Ah, really I love to hear good stories, though, Old too. Old Patrolman Thanks, Proctor is ready to pull you over the side of the road there. Oh, <laughs> Frank. I know. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you very much. Now, you know, uh, it's not often we hear a, a really unusual first name, but this, I think, fits that category. Mm-hmm. And I'm anxious to find out if this is uh, as unusual as I think. Conception, is, is that the correct pronunciation? Hello. Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, is Good that morning the correct, to all of you. Is that the correct pronunciation of yeah, your name? Conception. Conception, yes, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. Pickering, all right. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. Uh, I want to ask uh, a question mm-hmm. about uh, the rose, climbing yeah. rose I bought from Walmart, a small pot, uh-huh. and there are a few branches. And I'm wondering why why one branch is becoming black. Huh. Do I need to cut it? Probably. So this is inside your house? It, yeah, it stays first. In this cold day sits inside our house. I put it in the bathroom when, when I had the heater. Okay. And when did you get it? When did you? Uh, April 10. I bought at Walmart. Yes, but recently or last summer? Oh, this recently. Oh, just recently. 2014. Okay, so you know what? Um, all right, what you need, remember roses love lots of light. So for it to be a happy plant, you need to have it in the brightest window in your house. So if you have a southern-facing window or western, something where there's lots, nice and bright, that's where the plant needs to go. If you've got yellow leaves or black or brown leaves, yes, indeed, remove those. If a branch is actually black or brown or yellow, trim it off. Uh, Only water when the plant is dry, but water thoroughly at that time. And you could be mixing some fertilizer in with your water when you're watering it. Now, this time, yep. we need to put fertilizer with the water? You can, yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and Charlie, when do I need to plant it? This, this coming days. 
Well, if you're going to take it outside and put it in the garden, which you can do, it sounds like it's probably a mini rose of some kind. And uh, some of them will survive the winter, some of them won't. Kind of depends on the variety. Um, But uh, you will take it outside once we are frost-free. And again, you'll find a nice sunny spot in your garden with where the soil is well-drained because roses don't want to sit in a wet spot. And you will uh, put it outside, you know, plant it outside. Uh, it'll be May before you can do that. Oh, stunning May. Oh, yeah, be- because it's gonna, we have to have some much warmer weather and the soil has to warm up. And then remember, when we take plants out from the inside to the outside, we have to introduce them to, out- to the outside very gently and slowly. It's okay. called hardening off. So yeah. we take them outside for an hour a day for a couple of days and then we take them outside for two or three hours and you slowly introduce the, the little plants to the real world outside before we plant them out there. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. And Good. next time when I call you, I will ask again another question about my hydrangea. I don't okay. have many yeah. customers. Oh, no. That's very you. good. Thank good you for so you. Much. Thanks, Conception. You. Talk Bye. to you again. All righty. Bye-bye now. Um, I, I want to give a little heads up to our uh, infamous now, infamous uh, James Patrick Dooley. Uh, you know how the wind chimes work, huh? We actually do have wind chimes, and he blows on them. <sighs> To make them, yeah, see? Now, and have them ready, to, and you can start blowing in those in just a couple of moments. We have to take a break here, but we're going to welcome a first-time caller pack in just a moment. Now, let's you and I start exercising again. I'm going to do knee bends. I am doing... He's in a real director mode today, yeah. right? It's like he's, got, he's this, like, being uh, yes, the, yeah. the orchestra, the, the conductor. No yeah, kidding. No. Right. Frank says we must exercise. All right, All right. I'm on it. I'm exercising. Here we go. Deep <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. oh, yeah, and he's going to start whining. Yikes. 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 Yikes for you. Just don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Frank is Thank not, you so much. not whining because he's in pain because he's not. He took his Sierra Sil today, very yeah. completely natural mineral uh, supplement that somehow uh, allows uh, those joints to keep working uh, and uh, they don't hurt. No. And look at you. You're doing really I good. Know. Now, it's called, the phone number is one eight seven seven joint 14 and that refers to the 14 days in which you are likely to feel better. If you don't feel better, then you, it's a full money-back guarantee, but most people will feel better within those 14 days. So sierrasil.ca or pick up Sierrasil at any of the Whole Food markets. Ah, there you go. Oh, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, phlox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, James Patrick Dooley... He made a mistake. First mistake he's ever made. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he had, a, he had a caller online and uh, all of a sudden, inexplicably hit the wrong button and oh, uh, knocked, knocked the caller off the line. It was a lovely lady, so please, Maria. Okay, there you go. Maria, do call back, okay? Hope we get your... And James uh, is really sorry. Oh, he's... Dre- well, he's, he's teaching someone else, you know. I now, know. Then he fouls up like a terrible... <laughs> Ah, well. Damien, don't don't listen to anything no, James no. says. Yeah. <laughs> Leonara, what a lovely name that is. Pickering yeah. uh, Bound, uh, we are. Good morning, Leonara. Good morning, how are you? I am well, thank you. Uh, this is a first-time caller. Welcome oh, to the show. Oh, my gosh, where are those wind chimes? <laughs> oh, very good, James. 
let me say that I thoroughly enjoy your show. Thank you. Um, my question is, is it too early or too late to cut back my dogwood and my Rose of Sharon? No, not at all. It's not, not too late at all. Uh, personally, I, I prefer to cut Rose of Sharon back in the spring. It could be uh, any time now. Just make sure it's a dry day. Never do any pruning on a day when it's raining or going to rain because all the wounds that we leave behind need to heal and they'll heal better on a dry day than on a wet day. So Rose of Sharon, your timing is perfect. Uh, Dogwood, you can cut back just about any time. So you're good to go as long as you can be out in the garden on the, the lawn or, you know, stepping on the soil. It's not too soggy and wet. You go right ahead and do some pruning today. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Have Thanks. a wonderful blessed Easter. Yes, thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, and uh, thank you indeed for joining the show, The Garden yeah. Show. The uh, best, the only, and sometimes the unexpected AM740 Zoomer Radio. Oh, my. As, yes. Uh, <laughs> Hazel in Stouffville, anxious to talk to you, so let's uh, let that happen, for heaven's sakes. Hello, Hazel. Hello there, both Frank and, and Charlie. Good morning. Good uh, weather today for gardening. I know. Um, but I have an indoor plant, mm-hmm. uh, a mandevilla. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful when I brought it in out of the flower bed. It was full of pink flowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flowers died eventually, of course. Mm-hmm. And now there are a mess of trailers all <laughs> over the place. Yeah. They go for miles. What do I do with them? <laughs> Get out your pruners. So have you got like a little trellis or something in the pot? Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, that's what they do. Um, Obviously, inside our homes, they're not getting as much light as they would really, you know, optimally like and can get outside. So what I would do is, you you know, the flowers are all finished. Um, All those little zippy uh, vines that are coming out like crazy are responding to the longer days. That's all new growth. And the plant is, you know, doing the big reach for the, you know, the, the stars, the sun, the, trying to get outside. And so what I would do is don't hesitate to cut it back to keep it under control. You, I imagine, plan to get it outside once we're frost-free right. again. But that could be, you know, a, a ways yet, another four to six weeks. And where you are, yeah, at least four to six weeks. So um, in the meantime, just you've got it in a sunny window, I assume. Right. Yeah, just, yeah, don't hesitate to do whatever trimming makes sense. I mean, you're going, you, you've got to let it grow to some extent in order to get those flowers. So it partially comes down to what size you want that plant to be. But, but trimming it is not a problem. And repotting it too at the same time? This is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you want to wait till you get it outside. But as soon as we get some nice weather, you could start taking it out during the day and then bring it in at night and, you know, just get it acclimatized. Right. Okay, but it, it's always nicer, I think, to do the repotting in the spring. When plants are actively growing, the roots will very quickly respond to the bigger pot and the better soil, uh, as opposed to in the fall when sometimes people find it kind of convenient to repot, but it is a bit stressful for plants, so it's better to do it in the spring if you can. Right on. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you very much. You're very Thanks welcome. Thanks for joining us here at AM740 Zoomer Radio. I mentioned before, but I'll mention it again, that we are broadcasting live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. Yes, Very we are. Pretty, a, a new area of Toronto that's really burgeoning, isn't it? Mm, good word. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, Mary, in there, out there in Uxbridge, I'm the second caller from Uxbridge yeah. this morning. Welcome to the show, Mary. 
Hi, thanks for being there. Uh, morning. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people from Uxbridge listen to you, I'm sure. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I listen to you as often as possible. Anyway, um, there's a question I have about a Haskappa berry. Mm-hmm. Do you know about it? I do. I remember um, they were available through Loblaws, I believe. Were Is, they? Uh, where did you get yours from? I didn't get oh, one. Oh, I, you I would like one. to get oh, some. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, Hascap berries are very, very hardy. They were first bred and sort of um, introduced through the University of Saskatchewan oh, as part of the fruit program there. <laughs> um, so, Hascaps, it's the Japanese name for a, um, it's a, Interesting. Looks a bit like a blueberry, but yes. it tastes a bit more like a, a mix of sort of blueberry, strawberry, blackberry. It's a really nice mm. berry and super tough. Little shrub, sunny location. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I know Loblaws had them last year. I don't know if they'll have them this year. Stoville. So uh, uh, can I get them at a um, greenhouse or something? Yeah, that's what I'm just trying to think. So where you are, there's Wood Hill, right, on Stoville Road? Okay. Just trying to remember who's who's in your area, what kind of garden centers. Oh. But I would check early. Like the, the trick with something like this is they'll never have a lot of uh-huh. any of the fruits and berries yeah. when it comes to the, tr- the bushes and the trees. So do your fruit shopping early in the season. Okay. Now, so some of these garden centers I imagine are open now and starting to receive some, some of the plant material in. They so, are, yeah. yeah. I, I would just start uh, start asking who's got, uh, who's got has caps and get your name put on one. Okay, that's good. Okay. <laughs> because I'd like to, would I get, uh, if I got one and put it in this year, would I be able to get berries yep. from it? Yeah, they breed, they, they bear at a very young age. Oh, good. Yeah. And not like my wisteria that I called you about a long time ago. <laughs> no, It no. still hasn't borne any flowers. No, <laughs> you probably don't Many, many that. years <laughs> for wisteria. That, that's why they always say, if you can, buy a wisteria that's blooming at the time. Exactly. And yeah. that way you know, number one, that it does bloom and what color it is. Yep. And you're, you don't have to wait 20 years to see a I flower. <laughs> Thank you very okay. much. Thanks, Thanks for calling. I enjoy your show so much. Thank well, you. thank you, Mary. Uh, we have to take a little bit of a break right now, and we'll be back to uh, have a word with George uh, calling in from Ironbridge. Okay, back with uh, him and other callers. And by the way, a couple of lines open right now, 416-360-0740 in Toronto. And then anywhere on the province, it's uh, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Back in just a moment. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. (laughs) It's been a mad scurry around the monitor of our uh, (laughs) little set here because uh, Charlie and I have been scrambling like crazy looking up Ironbridge. I know that George has called before, and we knew it was sort of north. Highway 17, is that about right, George, way up north there? That's correct. Okay. Good well, morning. Last time we were talking, it was just after the crash of the Algal Mall at uh, Elliott Lake. Right, you right. are. Right. right, you are. Okay. How's how much snow have you still got on the ground? Um, well, I've got patches of soil showing, but uh, up to eighteen inches of snow still. Oh, yeah, in the shady mm. spots, probably particularly. Well, that's uh, it's coming though, right? <laughs> You're seeing soil. That's a good sign. <laughs> At any rate, my concern is uh, my grass. Mm-hmm. 
I would like to both seed and prevent uh, weed seeds. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I put down the corn gluten, mm-hmm. then my uh, seeds, my grass seeds don't work. Right. How do I go about this? <laughs> okay, so the way, and it's a very good point, the corn gluten is used and is mixed with fertilizer, a spring fertilizer, to be spread on the lawn to inhibit seed germination of weed seeds, whether it be dandelion seeds or crabgrass seeds. The, cor- the corn gluten will stop those seeds from actually growing. But... Mm-hmm. As you point out, it'll also stop good seeds from growing, like the ones we go out and spend a lot of money on buying and reseeding and top dressing our lawn with. So what I like to do is I like to get out, rake the lawn first, top dress with some fresh, uh, you know, organic-based topsoil, uh, broadcast my good quality grass seed, uh, wait a couple of weeks because, of course, that here we're doing that now. You're going to have to wait probably a couple of weeks until your lawn is really exposed and you can get out there and do the raking and the top dressing and overseeding. And when we think about the optimal time to apply the corn gluten is when the forsythia is just starting to bloom. So forsythia being that yellow flowered shrub that we have lots of here, but you probably don't have a lot of in Ironbridge. I think I've seen a few around here, but not too many. Yeah, because they're they're hardy, but, you know, not super hardy. Mm. (laughs) So you might have a few in the neighborhood. Bottom line is, for us, this is going to be a late year. So we're mid-April now. Um, We're going to be sort of the – we're overseeding now. We should be corn gluten applying within the next two to three weeks. So for you, it's probably overseeding in the next two weeks, and then the optimal corn gluten uh, application is two to three weeks after that. So hopefully the idea is that the grass seed that you've planted will have germinated in the meantime. Okay, thank you very much. Because it should, right? Once the weather warms up, the grass seed should germinate within seven to ten days. Okay. (laughs) All right. And good luck with the melting up there. (laughs) Thanks, George. in a way it's... Uh, all right that it's slow because otherwise we'd have bad flooding. That's oh, right. yeah, you're That's right. right. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah. Enough of uh, the provinces going through tough around yeah, Belleville. Around wow, man. Hit hard. Yep. yep. Uh, time Thanks for, for one. calling, Thank George. you very much, George. And if we hurry along, maybe we can get Nancy on the air here uh, from Oshawa. Good morning, Nancy. Hi there, guys. Morning. Hi, Charlie. Mm-hmm. I have a plumeria. Mm-hmm. And I didn't put it in the basement in the dark. This year I put it in the bottom half of my sunroom. The thing is, it has got two flower stems, I think they are, with the little green nubbies on top. Mm -hmm. But I want to repot it. So I don't know what to do. Can I wait till the fall maybe and repot it? Yeah, because it's in a pot now, obviously. Yes, it is. Yeah, so the idea of disturb, you don't want to disturb it now. You're thinking that it would be better to, see, like I say, I'm, a, I'm not a big fan of doing repotting in the fall if it can be done in the spring. Well, I know if I, I do this, I'm going to maybe lose all the blooms that I'm going to get this year. Right. I'm surprised it's in bud. Yeah, that's right. That sounds very happy and healthy. Well, maybe what you should do is, uh, yeah, leave it. Uh, and enjoy what flowers you are going to get, um, you know, and post-flowering, think about doing the uh, the repotting. Okay, I did think of that. Okay. Good show. All right, thank you. Thank you. Indeed, and I'm sorry we're not going to be able to uh, get our last caller we had online there uh, onto the show because uh, the boys are uh, already filing into the studio. I- I'm referring to the, the car corner, guys. Yeah, the corner garage. Dave's corner garage. <laughs> 
Good day, Ellen. Ellen Gelman uh, looking as <laughs> sparkling and, and, yes. and um, chipper. happy. Chipper. He, he looks chipper. chipper. That's, a better, that's a better word. <laughs> I was going to say handsome. I was going to lie. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're all set here to all wave right. our bye-byes. Yes, and, we uh, are. I've got to go home and help my daughter who is right now stuffing a turkey to stuff it in the oven. <laughs> we have Easter dinner at our house this evening with the family. And then we're off to Passover dinner tomorrow night with the other family. You, she gets all the ground covered. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's a busy time of year. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to uh, our, our grandkids uh, tomorrow. We're going to mm-hmm. have uh, Easter uh, yeah. fun and games. And kite flying, you said. Yes, I want to yes. hear. I take pictures. I want to see this. This okay, is going to be that's very a good cute. Idea. Yeah, yeah, good. James, thank you very much. Yes, thanks, James. Damien, Damien. Thank you. Thank you, Franklin. And thanks to all our great callers. Have a great weekend and have fun in the garden. It's a perfect weekend to get outside. We'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.